Degenerate Business School is brought to you by more streaming services. This is getting out of hand. letting it go i'm letting it go because let me tell you robert you get to the point where your facial hair grows out long enough and if you decide to shave it you clog your own sink and it stops working and i passed that point about three days ago so i'm just gonna keep going but i'm a little paranoid because i'm afraid the covid's gonna get trapped in my beard hairs So the beard with the glasses, you look very hipster. Oh, god damn it. No, Robert, I look sophisticated. Don't put me in a box. We're just wondering if Robert knows the bartender that Lisa coworker knows that got COVID. What? Well, Robert, he, she probably got it from Robert. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's certainly possible. So you, 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 don't have, you don't have a name or a bar name? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask her. I'll ask Lisa. Okay. <laughs> right. You got to zero in. <laughs> Although, Robert, your search grid is the entire city. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you tell me, oh, there's a bartender that has COVID, like, that's not saying much. <laughs> Although. Yeah, Robert's like, yeah, she got it from me. You're saying you're saying like you're you're in a speakeasy scene? No, like there are bars that I know that I can go to right now that are plainly open. <laughs> All right. Should we dance? So uh what what did you make of this week? So like the the S P was up a scooch, but it was kind of in like the underperforming parts of the market. Uh, the NASDAQ actually pulled back a little bit, and some of that was yonder Netflix lowering its guidance. Um, so there was a sell-off on Netflix today after its historic uh, rally. I did think about taking a flyer, Robert, just because you know I love to play the vol- volatility, and I <laughs> avoided one there. Uh, so that's good. I didn't ultimately go through with it. My question, I guess, is... I'll go to you first, Robert. Do you think there's going to be a cooling off in, like, the massive tech buy-up bubble that's been happening since March? April? It's hard to say. Um... If I didn't hate tech as much as I do, I would consider taking a flyer on Netflix after this latest earnings. That's my because... inclination as well, by the way. Continue. Well, well, if you think back to 
the last time they reported earnings, they said exactly the same thing. Hey, we killed it on every metric, but we gave lower guidance because it's all a pull forward. Right. Well, they still killed it, and they again gave lower guidance. So, as you know, I don't touch big tech like that, but if the options were favorable, I'm not opposed to taking a flyer on something like like a Netflix. Uh, having said that, most other aspects of, of the tech bubble do scare me. Tesla, I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. I, I don't know what direction it's going to go in, but the volatility there genuinely scares me. Amazon. Uh, Tes- Tesla could go to 4000 as we discussed. That wouldn't surprise me. It could also go to $12. That also wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, like I, I was looking into possibly playing uh, Tesla puts, like maybe selling one if the premium is there. And the options market has the implied price of Tesla all over the place, anywhere from 500 to like well over 2000. So there's, there's just no way of playing that. Amazon, from a technical standpoint, the chart looks hideous. So <laughs> Oh, it's hideous, baby. So, yeah, I, I, no, I don't like touching tech. I will say this. I do have a long position on Facebook that I bought when all of the uh, all of the advertisers started fleeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, overall, like, is there a tech bubble? Absolutely. Will it burst? Yes. And uh, just a matter of when, in my opinion. But well, I will play it until until that happens. It's just hard to know anymore because multiples don't matter, right? It's not anchored in anything anymore. They just have fucking hilarious market caps. And it's not tethered to anything. What what do you what do you make of it, James? Yeah, these are the what someone called story stocks. Totally. Where it's, where it's, you know, it's the narrative that's better than the actual financials and the data. Uh, and, and so, yeah, we're probably due, I would say we're probably due for five to 10%, but really it's, you know, it's being selective as well. Uh, not all of it's the same. And there's like these, you know, United, you know, small cap tech. I'm, I'm looking at kind of small to mid cap tech, you know, is, is Etsy going to blow up? You know, <laughs> Etsy. It's yeah, time for their moment in the sun. <laughs> yeah, or uh, you know, Twitter. I, I bought it. Bought into. I've been. I've been hot on Twitter for for a while. So there's, there's still some names that really haven't you know done that well or do have like a good narrative. But um, yeah, as far as far as like the big names, especially Netflix. I never really understood Netflix. I, I just think there's no reason it should be have a better valuation than Disney, given how much I give Disney and how much I give Netflix. It's yeah, not comparison. yeah. yeah. But you know, it's it. So you know, one, it's selective. Two, I, I, I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised for a Fangs pullback. About do. It does feel like a garden variety asset bubble. But to your to your point, it's the uh, Disney. Disney doesn't have the innovation factor. You know, which is to your point. Story stock. Uh, I mean, like, what do you have to believe to? to really get behind Netflix's valuation that in the future they'll just have such a command of your attention that it won't necessarily just be garden variety streaming. They'll just be so innovative that they'll figure out a way to engage all of us in some virtual reality future. 
Hard to understand such a thing. Yeah. 15 bucks a month shared amongst three people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <but> okay. <laughs> so what do you... They, they never made money though, right? It's the, it's the Russ Hanneman, Trace Comas theory. Yeah, but at some point, at some point, even Tesla makes money. True. So, Netflix, as, as a huh? Netflix does make money, right? Well, I checked the financials. It seemed like they were very profitable. I think they have like a ninety, like a ninety to hundred multiple. Wait, did they make money this quarter because there was no expenses on content, or do they make money in general? I think they've been making money in general. I think it was just their their cat their negative cash flow is still hilarious, right? Yeah, because of their debt burden. Oh, okay. Got it. I think that's what it's all about. Well, so on a related note, given given that it is a story stock, does the Steam also come out of their sales because they announced that Reed is going to share the CEO chair with this guy, Ted. I'm just going to call him old Teddy, um, who is like their content dude. If you like read about any attempts to do co-CEO arrangements, they generally don't end well or they just don't work, which actually kind of makes sense just because, I don't know, maybe it creates confusion. They, they, they wove it off as just, hey, he is already a co-CEO. We're just declaring a state of existence that already is MBD. Uh, well, one, James, you think this is... Are, are they doing this to keep Ted around because they really value him and they don't want him to become the next CEO of Disney? One. And two, by doing this, did it, does Netflix lose some of its storytelling power if Reed isn't, you know, in the prime chair by himself? Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's an interesting point because, you know, you see that within the NFL, you keep a coordinator around so you just make him head coach. Assistant head coach, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this kind of smells like that. For sure, but you know, there's a there's that saying, um, no one ever builds a statue for a committee. So you know, you never you never know how these things work. But I don't know. It was 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 Larry Page, Sergey Brin? Was that was that a co CEO arrangement? It really depends, I guess, on like yeah. the relationship. Yeah, and guys. they had Eric Schmidt for a number of That's years, right. right? So yeah, it can't. I guess the recent example of like where it, I guess where it failed is Salesforce, right? Where Benioff like wanted to take a step back and help the homeless. We saw all that one, right, Robert? No one likes, no one likes the homeless. Uh, they like the poor, but the homeless, I mean, come on. Uh, so that's where you draw the line, right? You know, I guess, I guess it just, as long as Reed is still there and in, in the command chair, I feel like it probably doesn't really change like the hilarious multiple effect that Netflix gets. But I don't know. What do you think, Bobby? Um, I mean, I, I sort of agree with with the idea that you just you give him this title so he doesn't leave. And and the latest example would have been the guy who left Disney to go head uh, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. So I don't think it changes anything. Uh, I think if anything, in the next couple of years, you'll see, you'll see Reed just become executive chairman, and then, 
and then like Bobby, I just lead with, uh, with the title of chairman, but still basically call the shots. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think, I don't think this changes a whole lot in, in the narrative. Um, but you know, I've been wrong before. So, um, if you think, so if you think about James, you brought up an interesting point, which is like being selective with the tech companies that are out there. Like Netflix is just, it's always been volatile as fuck. Um, and over time it's been a great return of your shareholder, but it's probably gonna be the most volatile. Amazon feels like it just has a, a date with destiny to be a $2 trillion company. So it's probably like the most reliable, I would say. Facebook is a political knife pit, to your point, Robert, but that might just keep it at a discount if in the future, like, all that happens is you go on Instagram and buy clothes off of Facebook, Instagram, Marketplace, you know, it'll be a juggernaut. Um, Apple, I mean, is still kind of like this understood device juggernaut in, in wireless. So anyway, I mean, I'm still staying away just because I, I don't know. It's, it, I have the, emo, the emotional hangover of having let it go. But, you know, if, if, it, if there is a meaningful correction in the NASDAQ, which I don't think there will be, maybe it's time to go in. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, if they, they go, you know, if they do keep growing, I mean, I think the play might be, like, for me, it, it's to buy the acquisition targets potentially because there's really not that much upside. Yeah. They're going to have... I, you know, and for the smaller, uh, similar, similar, you know, synergistic businesses. Quibi. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, the only other thing I felt like was in the news this week is, um, you know, we talked about like the Chinese people's Republic pump and dump scheme and, uh, the Chinese villager FOMO theory. <laughs> Uh, there was a pullback this week. What was your take on that, James? Is this just uh, the People's Republic telling people to buy responsibly and the exuberance fell out a little bit? Yeah, I think they, you know, they're aware of the kind of societal disruption if these guys lose their life savings again like they did in 15 or <laughs> 07. So they're they're on top of it. I think they want to. They always want to be in control. So they're going to put their finger on it, make sure this thing doesn't get out. Um, you know, it's it's pretty temporary, I think. And in the long run, you. But long run, yeah, they'll always they'll always try to be in control of the market. They don't want it to go too high, too low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is does there come a point where like, and we're just guessing here. There comes a point where like the communist party just like wants wants to unlock uh is there a point where it's like the there's a sustainable way for them to prod the chinese population into buying into the markets and creating a sustained rally where it doesn't create societal disruption and degenerate gambling that leads to a crash well definitely if it gets too low or if there's yeah if, if there's you know asset deflation in some ways, but you know, right now, I mean, they've been trying to kind of cool off the housing bubble for years and it really hasn't, you know, they just kind of live with it now. Uh, 
So, you know, long run, you f- they figure like they, they probably are just keeping their eye on it. Uh, but, you know, it really is up to the, the consumers whether, whether, whether to go all in or not. That's yeah, why I feel just, like we're like half a generation away from, so this is why, you know, we've talked about this. My position, right, right, wrong, or different, is just to be super long on China as a general rule because they will dominate. Um, but, like, is it the sort of thing where we're just half a generation or a generation away from the group of people that grew up in China and only knew a prosperous society and didn't actually, like, live through China's, like, overhaul out of the developing world? That's when we'll get the stock market rally we're looking for. So patience is the key. Yeah, I'm sure they have a lot of disposable income. There's really <laughs> yeah. not much to do. So Bobby. Yeah. What uh what uh plays did you make this week? You went you and James went Quincy's on uh Taiwan semiconductor. I made yeah, I made a couple of uh earnings bets. Neither of them worked out. Um, <laughs> I didn't lose any money on them, but nothing happened. Yeah. JP Morgan didn't do anything. Taiwan Semi didn't do anything. Uh, so from that perspective, earnings plays nothing. Uh, I still held on to AstraZeneca from like three weeks ago. That finally paid off. Um, I think it, it doubled on Wednesday, so I sold half of it. I still hold half of it. And... Uh, in the after hours, it's still rallying. Uh, there's like a, a announcement of a late stage trial expected on Monday, so that should be fun. Uh, I did also buy a couple of other things. Um, ST Microelectronics. Not sure what that is, but it sounds cool. Uh, <laughs> it's it's small tech. Was, yeah, well, there was there was a lot of options activity that I that I liked, so I bought in on that, as well as Yamaha Gold Inc. Again, not sure what that is, but I liked I liked what I was seeing on that. So both of them are August expiration call spreads, but uh, yeah, nothing nothing really major this week on my end. So. Um... I th- I guess the final the final question I have for both of you is so now we're getting into like th- we we talked before before you know like giving up on shorting the market that maybe Q3 Q3 would be the real tell in terms of the outlook from corporate earnings influencing moves in the market do you still feel like it'll even matter? So far, it's kind of been a nothing burger in that, you know, Netflix had what you would expect, killer subscriber numbers, they reference a pull forward and a lowering of guidance, but like fundamentally, it wasn't really a surprise. Um, do you still think like a collection of good or bad earnings relative to expectations will move the market? I feel like it won't be that big a movement. It'll just, again, we're still range-bound, but what's your perspective on that, Robert? Um, well, all the charts 
cards that I've seen don't look that appetizing, which is why every bet that I make is very short term. I still think I still think the S and P has a leg lower. Um, as James has pointed out, the last couple of weeks, the Fed hasn't really expanded its balance sheet all that much, and when we saw that huge rally from May to June, that happened to coincide with the reopening economy, and as we get into mid-July, we're heavy, heavy into a reclosing. So I think the setup is, is perfectly there for a downturn. Yeah. Um, but rather than play it through, like, either shorting the S&P or something like that, I I like uh, gold as a, as a hedge. Ooh, minerals. Going biblical, I like it. James, what do you, what's what's your take? Yeah, I think with earnings, it's not gonna yeah, it's not gonna yield much. I think what you've mentioned, and maybe maybe with some of the cyclicals, you might get some upside if if anything surprised. But you know, for the most part, I think definitely with the things, I think there's more downside than up. Um, but with that said, you know there's still. I still see some risks uh, this quarter. With uh, I, I still don't think the, uh, the that stimulus, that extra stimulus on the CARES, is, is a sure thing. I think when the president said he wants to tack on uh, payroll taxes as one of the part of the deal, like I don't think you want to be negotiating that. Right. Also, there's that there's that troubling study of uh, people getting COVID twice. Um, and then uh, there was the, the Moderna rally, which I didn't really understand why that was a rally because I read that study and I was actually more kind of freaked out because everyone that took the vaccine, pretty much most of them got sick, got like symptoms worse than COVID. Oof. <laughs> Especially the people that they gave three doses and the ones that took the higher dose, 100% all got... But they didn't got, get COVID, all right? Hmm? But they didn't get so i don't really yeah it's, it's, it's so it's yeah there's a lot of risks let's let's put it that way and so um i don't really see a, a push past this maybe i mean you know, i could be wrong but yeah i don't i don't i don't see all, every, all the the signs point towards either range bound or yeah leg lower yeah i feel like that's a really good point the um if the stimulus gets fumbled, the re-stimulus gets fumbled, that'll be a strong leg lower. Um, but there does, on the vaccine front, it just seems like there's a consensus that the vaccine will exist at the end of this year. But you're right, it does feel like kind of a hand wave. Like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine well, at the end of the year. No one knows if it actually, like, functions. Uh to your point, whether you can get it twice, there's still a lot we don't know about the disease. So, but like, but like one one of the things that gets brought up quite often, and and the two of you are, are much more um, conservative in your in your behaviors in regards to this. So, I have to ask: if there's a vaccine, are you are you taking it? Knowing yeah, that it, no, knowing that it takes five to ten years under normal circumstances, and you're getting one in. 10 months. Uh, That's I, why I'm kind of bullish on gene editing. Cause I think yeah. it's a lot of, this is a gene editing solution too. I think that's how they even sequence the virus so fast. 
So there's, you know, so that's kind of the, the breakthroughs that, that of why, you know, genomics, why I was bullish on that. But I, I, I take the vaccine. I would, I would rather wait and see people fail <laughs> and see, like, the first meaningful swath of people to take the vaccine. Then maybe I'm on board. But I do, I don't know, I want to travel again, you know, so maybe I'll just say fuck it so I can go to Istanbul and eat a bunch of halal in a bazaar. Yeah, that's probably what will happen. That's probably what will happen. So you're, you're taking it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, begrudgingly, because it allows me to get on airplanes. Right. If other yeah, countries allow us to go, ultimately. And there might be multiple shots too. I mean, that's the Moderna thing was, you know, you, they gave they gave it twice to the people. Yeah. So they might it'll probably be a multiple thing. So so, if it is a matter of people getting it twice, is this just like? I'm not saying this is just like the flu, but is it just like the flu in that you have to take the shot every year? Oh, I think yeah. so, because it'll mutate in any case. Like even if the regimen is. Um, whatever, multiple shot regimen, then the virus mutates, you gotta get this season's coronavirus. I'm hopefully, I'm hoping that just, I'm hoping that, that my family, which I am certain has been exposed to COVID, is just autoimmune. And, uh, I can, I can hire a genomics company to tell me if I am or not. I mean, okay. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know, I don't know if I have it, and, and I'm not trying to, like, say it's not a thing, but in Long Beach, like, 90% of the people that have died from it were in uh, assisted living homes. So there's a solid chance that I've already had it and just didn't die from it, but I don't know. But I, I'm, com- right. I'm confident we'll survive. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining. See you, See you again next week.